thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm really excited to be joined by Charlotte Carr from Bubba Yum Yum. For those of you who aren't aware, we did actually record this interview previously and actually had to pull it off of the air and down from our website because of some pressure we got from some external sources. So I know a number of you are up in arms about that and very disappointed about that, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit as we go on through the show today. But the really exciting thing is we have got Charlotte back. And for those of you who don't know Charlotte, she is a wellness coach. She is a mum. She's the creator of the amazing Bubba Yum Yum recipe and now the co-author of the amazing Bubba Yum Yum cookbook. Um, So welcome to the show, Charlotte Carr. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. It's lovely to be here. So exciting to have you on. And I always love hearing that voice because for those of you who don't know, Charlotte is also a voiceover artist and uh, and so I hear her voice or used to at least hear her voice every morning on ABC Kids as my kids were listening to it so it's such a beautiful familiar voice. So, um, Waking you up in the morning and putting you to bed at night. <laughs> I love that, I love that. So Charlotte, um, for those of you who didn't get to hear the first interview because it did get pulled, let's give, give everyone a bit of an introduction to yourself and to your story because you had an amazing journey with yourself and with your family. Um, can you tell us about your journey? Absolutely. Um, it's funny. It's I was talking to someone about it last night, and they used that word as well, amazing. And I look back at it and just go, oh, it's sort of, you know, for me, it was like, oh, it's just what happened. But I'm really glad that by sharing the story and um, what we're going to talk about is this actually a lot of mums are hearing what's going on and being able to make changes in their life for the better. So I'm really happy to share it. And um, I'll just give you a bit of a background. So um I had Willow uh, two and a half years ago in November and he was um, a beautiful big boy. He was about 4.4 kilos and um, I'd had an emergency C-section because he was, I carried him breech the whole time and then he was a footling breech and we decided my breech specialist who is all for natural birthing breech sort of um, (laughs) decided it was time to call, you know, change the path of our course. And I remember um, I felt very knocked about, uh, Physically, I didn't expect um, that feeling and I hadn't had antibiotics for a long, long time, although I'd had them so much in my childhood. It had been a long time that I'd ha- since I'd had them and I, and I felt very knocked about. And, um, you know, I'm a first-time mum, so I just didn't know what was normal and what was an unsettled and uncomfortable baby. But I do remember from the absolute get-go sort of noticing that every time Wheels would feed, he'd scream and um, it doesn't seem to be like a little bit of an unsettled scream. It was quite curdling, you know, and, and you could see from his very tight um, tummy and his fists and he was just his shoulders were up near his ears and his face would go red and he was just cramped over. And, you know, I would kind of say it was a little bit like um, IBS in terms of what I'd experienced as an adult from being a lactose intolerant and I just would see him and everyone would be like it's just a little bit of wind and you got to get you got to burp them and he was just vomiting and vomiting and vomiting and um it just it just got really out of hand and um I would I, I just go up to the um 
to the uh, baby store around the corner and I'd, I'd just say, you know, um, could you give me a, a special bottle maybe that I could help express my breast milk and then I'd um, treat it overnight with lactase to remove the lactose because we thought maybe he was lactose intolerant and I'd, I'd, I'd give him the milk in the um, bottle and, and he'd start screaming again and I'd go back to the baby's store saying, you know, there's something wrong with your bottles and they would kind of look at me like I was, you know, just batshit crazy, so tired and <laughs> overwhelmed and just, you know, a, a very anxious um, experience. I wanted to... All my friends were like, isn't that just the most amazing experience? And even though it was just this incredible life-changing experience, I just wanted to see my little boy relaxed and um, and calm and, and, and not this constant. And it was really interesting because it was mainly during the night or when he'd lay down. It was, it, it was, it was better when he was up um, and I guess that was a more of a digestion thing. He was not in as much pain um, sort of sitting up or being held. He really needed to be held a lot and we did lots of carrying and sleeping him on my back and just, you know, you just get to the point where you do whatever works to get some sleep and to get everyone to sort of uh, – it's the path of least resistance, isn't it? You just sort of – work out what you can do to survive and um I remember going up to the doctor and um sort of I'd noticed that Willow's um little hands were shaking back and forth as well like little tremor kind of things and he would um blink in his eyes and then I started to notice that he started um tapping his head as well and he constantly um just tapping and my doctor said she just thought it was neurological um you know, development and it would settle down. But she said, why don't you go up to this um, therapist and um, she's wonderful with children. She does, she's an osteopath and a chiropractitioner and she also um, does a lot of cranial work and kinesiology and um, that works very hands-on with babies straight from hospital. And I took him up there and she actually said, she sort of closed the door once she saw what Wills was doing. And she said, um, Willow's stimming. And I, and I thought, I had heard the word stimming and I had only associated it with autism straight away. I was just like, oh, my God, he's autistic. Like, what does this even mean? Um, and she was very, very quick to tell me. She goes, look, I, I, you've got to make sure we, we need to remove any gluten or casein from his diet. And she went over this massive history of my health and um, antibiotics and, and uh, our genetic um, situation. I just didn't know what was going on and I had at the time – had started actually having fits myself when I was, we were at about the four-month mark and um, feeding all night and the screaming and um, trying to do the lactase treatment and I'd come across the Western A. Price uh, website and had started Willow on some goat milk formula and um, and, the, and the stimming, what he was doing, this repetitive kind of tapping and um, opening and closing of his fists and blinking his eyes and kind of um, touching his fingers on his tongue, that had actually gotten a lot worse since we'd been on the goat milk formula. And I didn't really make the connection until she was explaining to me about the protein in the milk and how that can sometimes um, cause some inflammation and what, what we were dealing with was such a lot of inflammation and also some metal toxicity in Willow. Um, we had a lot of tests done. We had um, hair samples and saliva samples and then working out she sort of got me to find an amazing doctor um, and we had been in and out of doctors a lot up until that point with different advice from different paediatricians we started him on rice at 12 weeks 
because one paediatrician said that's what he needed to do. He's a very hungry boy. I was feeding him too much and to get him off the boob, but I just didn't want to do that. So I did the rice, but it was it was like, you know, petrol into fire, um, really bad for him. He was just in so much pain. And at 12 weeks, that is just so early for a baby to be having anything and their guts mm. are so, like I know so much about it now, but they're so permeable. They're leaky guts and they, they don't need that at that age, you know, and um, it wasn't until I found this incredible practitioner through um, the Mind Foundation and they have a whole list of practitioners and doctors that are trained through Mind that are working in this amazing progressive way where they are looking at stool samples and hair samples and um, looking deeper into the genetics of why things are happening with children and um, a few of the tests that she ran um, was a bio screen of Willow's gut because I had just been troubleshooting for about, you know, um, oh, since since he was born, what mm. was going on, and I'd been giving him probiotics since birth because um, I thought that'll fix his tummy, and just nothing was working. And um, in the process of going back a little bit after realizing that she said to me, you know, we can't have any casein or um, gluten, I sort of thought to myself, what on earth am I going to feed my little boy? Because um, she'd also explained, you know, soy is not going to be an option. We've got to make sure it's not, in, you know, going to cause any inflammation. And I was just up at this, I remember going up to my local supermarket and just looking at these tins. I was still, um, you know, expressing my milk and doing part-time like part feeding and um, I had been doing the goat formula. I was just sort of burst into tears because I couldn't understand how I could make a leap from breast milk to that. And it's not that I have a problem with and I support any mum in their choice. I really do. Like it's not about um, that it's the wrong thing and I would never say that. But for me, just knowing what was going on with his little gut and then looking at the ingredients, it didn't make sense. And my options were terribly limited because I couldn't have any dairy um, and I wasn't allowed to have any soy. So the other options all included things that I just don't want to give my baby and I don't think I should have to, like corn syrup as an ingredient. And now if you look at what's done, what, what corn syrup is and how it's farmed, you you wouldn't want to do that. And um, I, you know, I love the saying that everything happens for a reason and you find yourself in the right place at the right time. But I'd gone in to pick up some tea from my local health food store and a naturopath came up to me and she could she just could see that I was a mess and I'd been fitting and I was just I was completely and utterly exhausted and she said um well, you know I said there's nothing I can do I don't know what to feed him and I'm you know I'm having these terrible convulsions and I'm I, I'm so exhausted and and she was the one that put me onto the Western A price formula and she was um really mindful that um, the Western A price formula had, um, I think it's got 50 grams in the original recipe and she just pulled that back slightly to 30 and explained to me what we needed to do with his gut. And um, she'd had, and the reason why she said this is because she's actually treated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children with it um, mm. and has seen such remarkable results. And I was a little bit sceptical and I hadn't really been working with this traditional way of eating or, or we'd had, you know, we'd made some broths and some soups in my pregnancy and um, we're kind of eating primal, but I just wasn't able to keep anything down other than bread for the first few weeks. So I'd sort of had a bit of a blowout, but um, with my diet and probably wasn't taking very good care of myself at the beginning of feeding Willow either, which didn't help because I was very overwhelmed with the tummy issues. But she, um, 
I went home and I and I and I just said, right, well, we're going to do this because the other option for me, um, and with everyone explaining and the doctor also explaining that he couldn't have the um, the folic acid either because he's got the MTHFR gene. So um, there were so many ingredients that we needed to avoid. So this was amazing. So I made it, and I will never ever forget his first feed. So he's about. I guess he was about four and a half months, maybe five months, mm-hmm. and um, and his first feed, and he's he's he just sort of looked at me like, why why have you been keeping this from me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I I just and his shoulders were relaxed, and he didn't scream, and he was very hungry. He really enjoyed it, and um and he and he, and, and it was like it was this massive turning point in our life, and. I just thought, how is this even possible? How can how can this be? How can he be reacting like this? Like, and uh, it was just it was the beginning of this huge, huge journey that we took, um, combining you know traditional methods with also some bioscience as well. So they put wheels on certain supplements, um, and uh, we you know a bit of a protocol where he was having zinc and um, different things under his tongue and all this sort of stuff to according to what was lacking in his bloods and what he needed and what he had toxic amounts of and what we needed to get rid of. And um, the bioscreen as well that we ordered um, showed us that Wills had, even though we had been giving him probiotics for months and months and months, he didn't, have, he didn't even have one strain of lactobacillus in his gut, not one. That's so it's, it's it, it, no wonder the guy, and he had such bad diarrhea, two years of chronic chronic diarrhea and it would just this toxic smell so he had such um toxicity he also had strep in his gut and it was um it's not a very good thing you don't want you don't want that and that's also i mean the the relationship between gut and um the neuro was very much explained in every single doctor's appointment that I had and just slowly like it's like peeling away an onion you get the results and then you start looking at it from another angle and you start you know I started to notice that by implementing the foods with the broth and um the the livers and 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 cleaning up um his gut we just had this incredible you know he's just thriving like he's he's such a well little boy and smart little cookie and you know at one stage it didn't, it didn't happen overnight either. It wasn't this thing that was just like, oh, my God, he's fixed. There was a lot of repair to be done. This gut was very, um, you know, with, with the things that we're dealing with, the diarrhoea and the stimming, it didn't just go away. But it's certainly from the beginning of you noticed um, a, a, a result pretty quickly. And um, there was a time where Wills would just wouldn't be able to walk on grass with his shoes off. He would stim so he wouldn't want to go, it was just a sensory overload for him or certain clothes. He wouldn't want to wear fabrics that were in neat. It would, he just wasn't able to process them and he'd stim so he'd lick his um, tongue with his fingers and blink his eyes and tap his head and um, that doesn't happen anymore. Like he doesn't even, I think, you know, if he's very, very, very tired, I might notice a little something but I think that's just normal now. Like it's all part of the, it's all quite, you know, developmental sort of stuff that I'm mm. seeing um, but yeah, just, just understanding the relationship of gut and, and the genetic is the genetics as well. You know, where's having the MTHFR gene and then I'm having uh, the gene and will I get in the mutation and, um, and, and treating that as well with, 
um, the doctors, we have certain things that we put in his smoothie um, and that, that helps him, um, that helps him very much. And it's, yeah, it's just been this incredible ride, just understanding the relationship between, you know, and, and I guess food as medicine, you know, a, a way of, it's certainly, you know, we all know the most important ingredient for a child is love, that there's <laughs> nothing, there's nothing that um, can beat or better that. But um, in terms of um, a healing journey, it's been incredible and understanding that we need things like the fermented foods and we need the broths and we need to go back to the traditional ways to to reverse some of these um, gut issues that we've got. And people are walking around everywhere with so many different um, debilitating kind of Infl- you know, um, situations where they're so inflamed and got such inflammation, which obviously I had as well because my body was just so unwell. And um, so it's been it's been an incredible journey for all of us because we've all come so far, yeah. It is such an amazing journey, Charlotte. And I tell you what, I'm always so impressed that you can actually get that story out because every time you do it, I get emotional. So I can't imagine <laughs> how you managed to get that out without getting too emotional. But, you know, it's... And that's kind of what I'd like to talk about first is, is I guess, the emotion behind all of this because there would be so many mums out there listening to this story who are just feeling for you and and feeling for you because they get it and they've been there. They may even be there right now in that position of, you know, wanting the absolute best for this new little creature they've brought into the world and, and maybe feeling like they're not quite getting there. And, you know, there's so much pressure there. There's so many opinions of what you should do and what you shouldn't do and there can be so much guilt associated with it so I'd love you to talk about just that emotional side of it and and how you dealt with that and I guess maybe some tips for mums who are going through that yeah look I'll I'll be completely honest and um transparent and and let you know I felt like I've never felt failure like this I've never in my life felt guilt like it and um and you know there has been a lot of tears and a lot of um self-judgment I have not. I've, there's been times where I haven't been kind to myself either over it. You know, I've, yeah. I've beaten myself up at, over it. But there comes a time we've got to kind of. I'm learning, and I'm I'm learning every day about the gut. You know, the 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 old saying about you know when you're on airplane and the, the mask comes down, you've got to take it first. And I and I've never been able to do that. I've always put others before me, and I've always sort of um, gone out before I've gone in. And it's not. You've got to go in. You've got to go and be gentle with yourself and you've got to be patient and you've just got to be kind to yourself and just acknowledge it for what it was and do what you can to learn from it and grow. And that's why I've got the web page where I just have mothers contacting me left, right and centre saying, please help me. I just, what can we do? And and the first thing I always say is find yourself an incredible integrated practitioner. Find a doctor and a chiropractor and find your team that will work with you um, to get solutions and also with the breastfeeding, call the Australian Breastfeeding Association, call a private lactation consultant if you can get one to come into your home to help you. You know, we, I did, I tried and we, I think I had about six or eight by the time I was finished with what happened with my feeding situation. But do try because you can sort of, there might just be one that has a different solution or, um, or, or another suggestion and, because you know that we know that the most important thing for children is breast milk. We know that there is nothing better. There is nothing greater. It is it is the most amazing thing. But we also know that some mums, and I, you know, it breaks my heart. Some mums don't have the milk, or it dries up, or they're unable to feed. 
and um yeah it's it's important to surround yourself with people who will love and nurture you through that and and you know let people make you cups of tea when you've brought a baby home and <laughs> don't be a martyr and you know we try I mean I know from experience I was a martyr I tried to I just pretended everything was okay and I was crumbling on the inside and I um had felt such a you know I really did feel like and it's I know most women would feel this way when they're feeding when you're feeding and then they have such a severe reaction you do attach so much to that you Mm. kind of go something I am doing or something in my body is making them feel this way this isn't normal but you know what it's also brought me into my purpose in life too and that is a that has been incredible to understand food the way I understand it and be able to share recipes with other mothers or or if they're you know children if their child's being a little fussy you know we can say hey why don't we try this or you know um it, it it has and it's brought into my life amazing people like and I think there's always a lesson to be learnt in something but yeah look look for being gentle and and go inside and 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 have those moments with yourself where you can heal and begin to heal if you're going through this and and also do find those great integrative practitioners. Oh, well done, Charlotte. And once again, thank you so much for sharing this story because. I just know how much it means to so many mums out there who are going through these challenges. So I think it's so brave of you to share it in the open, honest way you do. And I know that so many people just appreciate it so much. So well done. Thank you. Um, and, you know, just on that, I think, you know, you've copped a bit of criticism over this over the over the journey. And, and it's, been, it's been amazing, hasn't it? And, and yeah. one thing I think is really important to get clear on in this is that some of the criticism has been suggesting that, well, you should have tried this, you should have tried that, you should have done this, you should have done that. And a lot of the time, having known your story, I've been sitting back going, well, she did do that. Yeah. <laughs> she did try I, that. It didn't I work. Did. So can you just go through, I guess, sort of start to finish maybe all of the different things that you did and tried? I mean, you went and saw the medical doctors, the naturopath, you know, all of those things. Can you just go through just for the record and say what you actually did? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I would have, the, we tried the um, expressing the milk um, was one of the things that we tried because we thought maybe there was something going on with my feeding because the lactation consultants couldn't understand the discomfort and the wind and the diarrhea. So we, we thought maybe by ex- exclusively um, expressing for a while, we tried that. And that way I kept my supply up and I could still feed him. But then, you know, another lactation consultant said, well, why don't we try skin on skin, which is, of course, such a remarkable and wonderful thing and probably the most important. But then it was probably a worse reaction um, with his with his gut. And then we tried treating the milk with lactase. And then I found... Um, I found I tried the uh, goat milk formula, and then I also tried a commercial formula, um, and it was just um, like a I think it was Elemental or something that was that that just just was the one where I, I one it wasn't he was not enjoying it it was not a good situation, um, and then from there we went to the um, the Western A Price formula the the meat formula which is the liver and the broth but we we had appropriated that formula as well um we just removed i think 20 grams of the liver and we added in extra things and um and for willow and then from there and it was really interesting because you know he didn't he actually stopped having he really went really quickly um, onto solids. And we did the other advice from the one paediatrician who said to, you know, start feeding him rice at 12 weeks. We did that. Mm. And we, um, 
oh god, I can't even remember the other sorts of things. or some packet. Well, I, I guess the, the the point of it is that, like, I mean, at some stage you'd seen your obstetrician, the midwife, yeah. Yeah. the paediatrician, yeah. okay, the an, another GP, yeah. right, a naturopath. Yeah. Uh, a lactation consultant. I mean, yeah. it, it's not like you're just being an uninformed parent who's just yeah. you know going along with the flow in your kind of hippie yeah. ways. Right? It's like you've gone and found the evidence, the research, spoken to the experts, given yeah. what they've said a go, and gone, that didn't work, we're going to have to try something else, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, um, and all the testing as well, like the hair sample and the yeah. saliva samples and the bio screens. And, you know, that bio screen was the greatest thing that ever happened to us because we got a really, really accurate and clear idea of exactly what was going on with his gut. And it took us months and months and months to find that right doctor that went, what was his bio screen like? And I said, I haven't done a bio, bio screen. I don't know what you mean. And she just looked at me like, oh, darling, okay, we'll do this. And, you know, it, there was a lot of troubleshooting, but um, that that was just unbelievable for us. And then but from there, um, my doctor even suggested herbs. She's had incredible results with using herbs in her practice um, and and at the same time, obviously using medicine and all these different um, biomedicine and all these different things. But, um, yeah, I'm, God, it was – that's why I always say to everyone, find a great integrated practitioner because mm. they, are just, they, they are just so on the money and they're so forward-thinking and every day you're seeing new articles online – and coming out from scientists saying the relationship between the immune system and the gut oh, yeah. and the neurosystem, it's just, it's just coming thick and fast, but it doesn't seem to be being what's taught mainstream. Yeah. It takes from a long practice. time to filter through, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It? So obviously at some stage, Charlotte, you've realised that this journey that you went on um, was going to enable you to help so many other mums. And, and so you obviously decided to, to start up your Bubby Yum Yum website and then to write your Bubby Yum Yum cookbook. So tell us about that process. How did that all come into being? Yeah, well, it's really interesting because I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll just start. I had a beautiful girlfriend encourage me to do it. And um, she said, look, what you're doing is it's fascinating. And I, I didn't find it particularly that fascinating. You never do when you're inside it. But she um, said, no, you've got to do it because there's going to be other mums out there all over the world that have had been told exactly the same thing, no casein, no gluten. And, um, and I thought, oh, you're really, you're right. And I couldn't find anywhere, one place where you could find it all. Like I wanted it all. And I, I um, so I started taking, it started off um, very innocently with an Instagram account and I just started taking photos and um, I'm not I'm not great with computers let's face it it's not it's not my strength but um, I thought okay well we'll start with pictures and um, and then I started getting followers and I started getting other mums because I was t- hashtagging um, gluten-free casein-free and then um, you know started to learn more about paleo which is which is what it is and um the thing i loved about the paleo was the emphasis on the you know eat mainly vegetables and then from there you know look at the great amount the great fats and the um appropriate amount of protein and you know small amounts of um fruit and i it just made so much sense to me when i'd been doing my research as to what willow needed and he needed a clean 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 diet he needed low inflammation low toxicity and i was like well that's paleo this is exactly what i'm reading about here is exactly what i'm doing with the gluten and casein free except for maybe it's like just a little bit better because it's just so clean and it's so amazing and it's really dealing with the inflammation and it's really dealing with the toxicity and it's really looking at life from a beautiful holistic point of view you know you you get your gorgeous um 
you go to your local farms and you support your farmer and you help your farmer pay your rent. There's just so much more to it than just, you know, hashtag paleo. Um, and so that that happened and Wesley was speaking, my husband Wes, he's a singer-songwriter and he was speaking one day at the beautiful Jess Ainscoff. She had a, um, uh, like a, a day where she was speaking and launching her book actually and um, Pete was on the panel, Pete Evans, and Wesley had told Pete about what I'd been doing with my little boy to heal him and what was going on with the toxicity and the sensory processing issues and how we'd been talking about he was on the spectrum and he had this gut and Pete started following me on Instagram and, and um, I just loved everything that Pete was standing for and really admired how strong he was in the face of what the people were saying and trying to bring him down and he just seemed to be... Um, a man of a lot of integrity and I really I really enjoyed meeting him and 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 understanding what his philosophy was and and then so we just had this kind of mutual friendship um on a social level on Instagram and then he emailed me out of the blue we'd been doing a little bit of chatting about kid stuff and um I oh, went over I ran into him up at the park um around the corner and he was there with uh Joshua from the 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 head of um, Institute of Integrative Nutrition, the director from New York, and they were up at the park and I just signed up to um, to study that day and I thought, this is so weird. I can't believe I'm meeting you. And he thought it was a bit funny. I said, I've just actually joined your program today. And then Pete said to Wes, I'm, I'm, um, I'm shooting for my paleo show. Would you and Shah like to come over and cook something? And I thought, oh, great, let's do. And then we sort of back and forth with the SMSs. And I said, why don't I do a pate? Um, he's like, awesome. So went over there and we made a pate, Willow's pate, and it was um, something that Willow, Willow really, really liked and one of the first things that he was able to digest without, you know, to be very clear, not having, um, not vomiting. Um, and it was very gentle on his gut. So it was something that we, I thought, well, let's do that. That'll be perfect. And it's a different way of doing things. And Pete loved it. And we sort of said bye and everything was fine. And then, um, and then he sort of sent an email one day, said, would you like to co-author a book with me? And my first, (laughs) my first instinct was, no, I can't do it. I can't do this. I'm a mum. I'm way too busy. Mm. And I sent back yes before I could even question it. I just wrote yes. Um, and then I pulled the car over and I was, I was, I was at the, I don't know what was happening. I was in the car and my girlfriend had written back. I said, right, yes, right, yes. She wrote back, yes, pulled over. And I just sort of sat there and I went, what have I done? I don't know how to write a recipe. And I sort of like went on this mini, mini like total neurotic um, mess. And then I thought, no, I can do this. And then I sort of sat down and that night I just wrote, I wrote for hours and hours and hours Everything that I had learned, everything that I had been told, um, the things that worked, the things I wanted to hear, the things that I needed to know, when to implement certain foods, at you know how much and um, what sort of fat should they be having, what should I be cooking in, how can I add in more nutrition to that, and I've got. Um, Willow had this gorgeous art paper. Every mum would know about it. You get it from IKEA. It's a big roll, and I um, put it on the board and on the side of the wall in the kitchen. And I just started writing down what I was doing and the stages that I was doing it. And I've still got two copies of two of the recipes and they're covered in Willow's handprints and food and it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> so that's, that was my um, big steep learning curve and then um, even a bigger learning curve with what's happened with the media and the press and the personal attacks. And, yeah. Uh, well, it's, 
been a monster. You know, Charlotte, I mean, we're basically out of time on this recording, but we can't leave it at that. So we're going to have to go a bit over time for this <laughs> one because cause let's talk a little bit about that. that what, what happened? Okay. So, I mean, there's so much. How do you – what happened is we included the recipe from the Western A. Price website that was also – um, appropriated to not include as much liver and it also had um, some vitamin C in there and calcium um, and had been appropriated. And what happened is the, um, the DAA brought to our attention that we were not allowed to print anything of that nature in our country and, um, and the very strict guidelines as to what we can and can't say. And I think there, there, was, a, there, was, a, there was an interview with one doctor who said something really extreme about what might happen and I mean we all we were all completely shocked and devastated but what we did do and what I'm really proud about what we did was we just took on board absolutely everything that had been said and we worked out how we could still get the information across and keep everyone happy and even though it probably didn't look like we were working together we really did our best to to make sure that um, we did the right thing. So it, it, it got out of hand. It got really out of hand with the media and Pete, I mean, what, what, what Pete went through. I mean, it's just he's a strong man. He can handle anything. But it's um, sitting back on the sidelines trying to fight for children's nutrition and to make sure these children aren't thinking that eating out of a packet and eating something processed is the normal and that eating whole foods and eating real fresh, local, beautiful food is, is, is something that's strange. And yeah. I think that's what's the beauty behind all of this is that a conversation has been started about what is, what is appropriate and what is necessary and, and what children should be eating. And it's a conversation that has started in families that may not have even had that conversation before. So I think with everything, with every contrast, there is a massive um, Learn, there's something to be learned and and when you come out the other side you can just go well we stood really strong and the book is beautiful and maybe what we just need to do now is 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 to just get all the people we just need to make sure that we can get this across to everyone you know not just the people who are already looking at it we we we, we hope to be able to affect those Parents at one, one day a week, instead of, you know, fast food, they can go, you know what, let's make this beautiful meatball recipe or let's do this vegetable dish or let's do that, you know, getting, getting families into the kitchen, getting them cooking, getting them down to their local markets. And we've got all those tips in the book too. So it's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, a, it's, a, been, a, it's, been, it's been an interesting journey and it's been a big one, but um, we've all learned a lot and I'm and, and very proud of our book. Yeah, well, and so you should be, Charlotte. And it's an absolute credit to you guys that you took on board that feedback. You know, you just didn't rail against it because some of it was quite unreasonable. You took yeah. it on board and you utilised that to make an even better book that's going to be, you know, because what it goes to show is that you guys really, your your priority is the health of these kids. And, and you want to make sure that it's being absolutely safe and absolutely effective to help these kids 
grow up and be healthier. And and I think that's the irony that a lot of people were remarking upon, certainly when I shared information about it, is just, you know, the sort of foods that are available out there for kids that are considered to be perfectly okay, that are even promoted to the kids within, you know, their daytime TV or at their schools even or at their sports clubs and the ingredients that's contained within those foods that are considered perfectly okay. And and then the, the amount of vitriol that came out around a, a whole food formula was was quite extraordinary to see i guess that contrast between the two positions it is um, it is it is it's 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 overwhelming and it's and it's alarming and um but you're right this is about this is about this is just about that one one child getting getting the nutrition that they need you know like and it's from there it's just a an amazing domino effect it's it's just getting the conversation started and 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 getting real food into these children well, well done, Charlotte. Just quickly before we go, where can people find the book? It's on iTunes. Nice. On yeah. So they jump into iTunes, they put in Bubba Yum Yum and it'll come up, no problems? Absolutely. Straight Perfect. on there. Yeah. Cool. So thank you so much, Charlotte. Loved having you back on again. I'm glad that we're going to get to put it to air this time. Everyone will actually get to listen <laughs> in, which will be awesome. So until next week, everyone, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes and grab the book while you're there. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.